Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Good evening, wherever you're in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents the Gospel Light Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina with my co-host, Dan McMillian from the state of Texas, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Steve Cordell. From the state of Illinois, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, Courtney Carruthers from the state of Illinois, and Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege we have to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can teach and preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air, you can give us a call to the live show at 713 955 zero five zero eight or you can go to the blog talk radio website and listen to the show live there there are over 1700 shows that are on that blog talk radio website at this hour It'll be 90 almost 90 pages on that website and i just checked it before we came on the air and we was on page two of that website that's right ladies and gentlemen page two now once i came on the air they'll probably move the show up to page one of the website that's normally what they'll do but we'll be easy to find on that website just type in your search bar blog talk radio and go to the top left hand tab of that website and see the live and just tap that live tab and that will bring you to the live shows on the blog talk radio website if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts you can always wait send your emails to my new email address butler steve 1009 at yahoo.com or you can call Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now folks, get out your Bibles and stay along with us here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Before we go into our program this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ, 
Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my co-host, Clay Phillips, as he breaks into our listeners the bread of life. And we ask that you will continue to bless him and his family as they continue to support his efforts, that he, that he may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in via blog talk radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're just so thankful for his precious sacrifice on Calvary's cross. We recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you'll continue to bless us and keep us in love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful until death, Father, we pray that you will save us. For us in Christ's name, we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, on the broadcast tonight, you know, we normally have two speakers and a shouted-out question on this program, but on tonight's uh, show, we're only going to have one speaker. We have that powerhouse of a gospel preacher who can stand on his own. He'll just carry us on this show all by himself because he's able, ladies and gentlemen. So we certainly appreciate the efforts from Brother Clay Phillips from the Rose City Church of Christ. He's the evangelist there in Thomasville, Georgia, and he'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ. Open up your Bibles now and open your minds, and let's have a great show. After the break, the next voice should be that of my co-host, Clay Phillips. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Come on, it's in the line. 
Listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my co host, Clay Phillips. Good evening. I am Clay Lee Phillips, minister here at the Rose City Church of Christ here in Thomasville, Georgia. <clears throat> I'm also one of the elders with Elder uh, Alan Powell and Elder Ben Tillman. Then we have several deacons. And God has been good to us. Uh, we just pray that uh, God has been uh, good to you all just as well. I would like to uh, call your attention to Old Testament passage of Scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 29, and the verse is 29. That's Deuteronomy chapter 29, and the verse is 29. And we find these words written. The secret things belongs unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belongs unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. <clears throat> Thus is the reading of our scripture. And I want to use the advocate of our message today is the advantage of scriptural knowledge, the advantage of scriptural knowledge, how the word of God helps man, how the word of God is beneficial to us. How the word of God is indicative to help us understand the wisdom of God. And I want to help us tonight to understand. Every last one of us, what the Apostle Paul told Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman may not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. So how, 
Give us, Brother Philip, help us understand, if you will, that there is now, there is an advantage having wisdom of God. <laughs> you remember when David, when uh, David's son, Solomon, was a young man, he asked for wisdom of God. He said, God, uh, I'm not concerned about all the riches of this world, but I'm concerned about is how I'm going to teach your people, how I'm going to rule your people. And Solomon, this young man, asked God for wisdom. And God gave it to him because he didn't ask for riches and wealth, and even though he received that eventually, but he asked for wisdom. And one occasion, the Bible says that there was two um, harlots that was arguing about baby, one it rolled on their child during the night, and the child died. And then the other stole the child. And so Solomon had to demonstrate his wisdom, his knowledge of God. And the Bible said they came to him, and they was really upset. And one said, and so Solomon, in his wisdom now, listen, now listen, in his wisdom, Solomon said, I tell you what, told one of the soldiers, get the sword and cut the baby in half and give one to the half to the other and one to the half to the other. And one of the ladies said, yes, let's do that. Let's do that. But in Solomon's wisdom, in Solomon's, the advantage of understanding God's wisdom, the advantage of scriptural knowledge, Solomon said, the baby, and the other lady said, no, don't kill, don't kill, don't kill. The baby, don't kill the baby. And Solomon said, the child is yours. Isn't that something? I know you've heard that story all your life. But I don't believe that oftentimes we understand the imperative or the importance of studying God's word and being a part of the kingdom of God and learning the will of God and learning what the Bible teaches us. So when, when uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses it addresses uh, something that I think that is indicative. All of us understand that the advantage of scriptural knowledge. So Moses deal with here an issue that would happen. Now, when the Bible says, notice that Moses says in verse number 29, he said, the secret things belongs unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the, this law. So here Moses is addressing uh, Israel and telling them, he said, listen, there is an advantage of understanding God's law. Now, <clears throat> let, let, me, let me explain something to you. Let me give you some, some homiletics, and then we'll look at... Uh, some applications, okay? Now, understand this. Moses is dealing with this scripture in, in Deuteronomy 29 is actually dealing with an argument, an aggressiveness of Israel complaining about God. <laughs> complaining about what is, they are going through. Okay, let, let, let me show it to you. Back up, if you will, to verse 25. And what happened, what happened was, they, when they got to, when they got to uh, 
a certain land, they start complaining. And then every time they would go to certain places, they would adopt and, and adapt to the culture of the false god. And they had the knowledge of God. I understand this now. Here you are with the knowledge of God, and every time, I say every time, you go to a different country, you adapt or try to become like them. That's that's why God was upset and and angry with them when they wanted a king. He said, y'all really want a king? Y'all got the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and y'all really want a king? And that's upsetting us. So God, in this incident, in Deuteronomy 29, 29, God is really disturbed. He's, he's upset. He's angry. So Moses addresses the anger of God in 29, 29. He actually, Moses is actually saying, he says, uh, the secret thing belongs unto the Lord God. You, you, you ought to be quiet. You better be quiet now. God revealed to us what he wants to reveal to us. The secret thing belongs to God. Those things which are revealed belong to us. He, they are always questioning God's sovereignty. They always question God's sovereignty. And, 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 have you had uh, people in your lives always questioning God's authority? And so here in Deuteronomy 29 and 29, Moses addresses God's anger, God, Moses, listen, I'm telling you, God, man, with y'all. He said, first of all, you understand, the secret thing, now, now this, is, this is a debate, this is an argument. He, he's standing there forcefully saying the secret things belong to God. <laughs> That's about the faith, brother, brother. The secret thing belongs to God. Let me tell y'all now, he has revealed enough to us that we may avoid foolishness, and that we have accessibility to be in the favor of God. God has given us enough. Now, Moses is telling them in 29, 29 that God has given us enough, number one, to avoid punishment. Number two, he's he given us enough to become a, a to have his favor. And you all got enough wisdom, and, and more than God has done more for you than any other nation. And here you are arguing to God. Okay, let, let, let's y'all tell you then, y'all, y'all. I got my time. I got plenty of time tonight, so I'm going to take the time. Take the time for which verse 25 says, and this is what Moses is, God saying to Moses, the reason why God is angry. Moses telling Israel the reason why God is angry with y'all. He said, when men, then shall men say, because they have a second the covenant of the Lord of their father, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. And that's what God said now. I'm, uh, you know, he sent Moses to Egypt, redeemed them, brought them out of Egypt, all that good stuff he done for them, and they still question him. And then verse 29 says, and they went and served other gods, small g, and worshipped them, God, small g, whom they knew not, of whom he had not given them. 
Look at the look at Israel. Every time God do stuff for them, they want to be like other people. And and they got the advantage. Have you ever uh felt like your child just not appreciate the mom and the dad and and, and they, I remember an incident in, in my life. Let me, let me tell y'all. Can I, can I just take time to tell you about this in my life? I remember my daddy built, and my grandfather, my grandfather was a contractor, and my dad, my grandfather built the house for my father. Five bedrooms, two baths, uh, kitchen, nice yard. I mean, awesome. And then I had Kim folks. <laughs> I had Kim folks. Listen, listen. I had Kim folks move in the projects. Okay. Okay, come here, come here. I had kinfolk moving the project. I, I mean, y'all know where I'm going with this. I had kinfolk moving the project. And I told my mama, Mama, why we can't move in the project? <laughs> my daddy, my dad had built an awesome house with a two cars garage. From the ground up, bought a house, worked hard, and here I am living in my daddy's house. Wanting to live in the projects with my friends. <laughs> and my mom said, boy, are you stupid? My daddy, my daddy never addressed that. He okay, whatever, boy. And so this is how Israel is due. Israel, God, have given them the advantage. Uh, the scriptural knowledge of God, uh, God part of God's secret. God has revealed in some things that he ain't told other people. And the Bible says that they still want to serve other gods. So now, actually, so now, when we look back now at this, it is Moses is telling Israel, now, I want y'all to know now, I went to daddy, I went to father God, and he's angry with y'all. Notice in verse 27. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against this land to bring up upon it the curse, God said, I'm going to curse them that are written in this book. I'm going I'm to do your law. And then verse 28 says, and the Lord rooted them out of the land with, with anger. God, I'm angry with y'all. And in wrath and in great indignation and cast them into another land as it is this day. He said, I, I'm angry with y'all. Why? Because I, I've been there for you. I gave you water from a rock. Let's go all the way back to, I, I gave you a, 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 a prophecy. I gave you hope to let you know that somebody is going to come and redeem you from this captivity, which was Moses. Even Moses disobeyed God. And God, for 40 years, Moses in Egypt. 40 years in the wilderness, now 40 years leading God's people. Now, here, the Bible is telling us, God, I've been good to you. When you was in Egypt, I went down there and I pulled you out of Egypt. I put you out of Pharaoh's house. I made you cross the Red Sea. You complain in the wilderness. What are you doing? You've got all the advantage of scriptural knowledge. And here you are. So, that's, so now, look at verse 29. So, verse 29 is telling us, then Moses now, Moses made the argument, this is the answer to the stupidity that Israel was doing against God. 
ain't God. No, like my most, you know, most always pleaded for them. God, don't kill them because if you kill them, everybody going to say you brought them out of Egypt to kill them. So in verse 29, Moses now, he addresses the people. He's standing in the pulpit, so to speak. He said, let me tell y'all something. The secret things belongs unto the Lord our God. Quit asking. There are some things that belong to my mom and my dad. I remember uh, my mom and my dad used to tell me, say, uh, something you don't need to know. And, and rightfully so. There are some things that we don't need to know. There are some things that we leave in God's hand. There's something that God handled. And so Moses says to them, he said, the sick thing belongs to the Lord. He said, let me tell you something. But the things that are revealed belongs unto us. The things that are revealed belong unto us. The secret thing belongs to God. Those things that are revealed belongs unto us. <laughs> let the Bible speak, Brother Philip. And so he says here, he says here uh, that, let me tell y'all something, the advantage y'all have, the advantage here. Let me tell y'all something, the advantage here, is that God has blessed you all and you complaining about the blessing that God has blessed you with. And you got advantage of everybody else. You got advantage of everybody else. What are you doing? So Moses' argument is that this scripture, I'm going to show you what the scripture is talking about. Then I'm going to bring you into understanding your advantages, okay? Because you need to understand. You, you need to sit down and understand. The scripture here in Deuteronomy, actually dealing with four homiletics. Number one, it is dealing with the, the domain accessibility, the uh, domain accessibility. There's some things you can't enter. I remember when my mother, my father, you just couldn't go into their room, get them, knock on their door. Amen? My children, they're coming up. The years busting my room. That's, that's mama, daddy, and mama room. You didn't just bust in there. When that door is closed, you had to knock. And so here, God is said to Israel, the door closed. You got to knock. You just bust. Moses said, y'all can't just bust up in there. So dealing with the, uh, the domain of God, accessibility. In other words, the territory that God gave us. Jesus said, no, no, notice that Jesus said that uh, uh, I am the good shepherd. I am the door. You, you can't come to the Father. Let the Bible speak for itself. You can't come to the Father but by me. And so there's something you need to understand. You can't come to the Father but by me. So God is territorial. In other words, God letting you know I own Everything, on everything, God is territorial. How are you going to stand there and argue with God? Moses, have y'all lost your mind? The secret things belong to him. Then, then in, in number three, he dealt with um, uh, uh, the family. He dealt with paternity, benevolence. How he deal with benevolence? Because he let them know that there are certain things that God has already given you. He said, God has, so the blessing is, listen again, listen again, let's read it again, let's read it again. Number one, he says in verse number 29, he says, the secret thing belongs unto the Lord our God. But, <laughs> thank God for the but. <laughs> thank God for the but. 
He says, but those things, so there are things that God has given us. And the problem with us are we still want to move in the projects. God has built us a house. God has did what he's supposed to do. And we still want to live in the projects. <laughs> Low income. God has given us. He said, but those things which are revealed belong to us. Number three, this is a this is a divine argument. This is this is not so here Moses number one deal with uh the domain accessibility that you can't go and do everywhere you want to go. God got restriction on us. Listen to me. God had restriction on us. Number two, it is uh uh or family benevolence. God is your father. Then it is a divine argument. It is a, in other, okay, okay, let, let, let me share it to you. God said, God said, now, uh, uh, turn, everybody turn the Bible now to Matthew chapter 10. I, I, got, I wasn't going to read this, but this, this is too good not to read. Turn to Matthew chapter 10, and let me show you a divine argument. God said, let me, let me, let me argue with him a while. <laughs> Moses, let me, let me talk to him. Here, Jesus, I'm going to send Jesus. Jesus. Matthew chapter 10, and the verse, we're going to look at verse number 30. Notice what he says here now in verse number 30. This is the divine argument. He said, in other words, can you, can you handle the truth? He said in verse number 30, Jesus is doing the talking here. Jesus said, but the very half of your head are all numbered. Okay, that's, that's, that's the divine argument. Come here, come to me. All right, I know every... I, I don't know how many hands you got on your head. Okay, the God said, I'm a bit. should be over right there. <laughs> the baby isn't it right there. Every hand on your head. Every hand on your head is numbered. Can any that in itself is a divine argument? Shut up. Be quiet. Do what I ask. That is a divine argument. He's telling us that is a divine argument. You can't name me. You, you don't know how many have a hand. I don't know how long, much longer I have my, going out of there. All of my elders, <laughs> they don't get mad with me, but they'll be all right. All of my elders had a fell out. I'm trying to hold on to it. My deacons had a fell out. So here, Jesus said, is showing the argument of the advantage of scripture knowledge. He said, first of all, if you want to argue with God, first of all, understand this. But the very half of your head are all numbered. Then in verse number 31, he says, fear ye not, therefore. Now, I know, in other words, that should, that should have frightened you. That should have made you wake up. The secret thing belongs to the Lord. Those things which are revealed belong to us. That should have woke you up. That should have shocked you enough to put fear in your heart. And he's telling us, he said, fear ye not, therefore, are ye, ye are more to God than a sparrow. He says in verse number 32, Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men. In other words, now we have to stage our confession. Do you declare it to the whole truth and nothing but it's you? Confession. <laughs> we are right now. He says, I told you enough now. If you go back up and read all the chapters and come to here, he says, I told you enough now. You ought to be able to confess that I, I was wrong. I didn't know. 
when David, uh, the man of God, to him and told him that uh, there was a man that had the one we lamb and did it. You know what David said? David said you got to be killed. And he said you are the man. David said, uh, I acknowledge, I sin, I sin. You you ought, you ought to confess. So Jesus said here in verse number thirty-two, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I deny before my Father in heaven. Now we're saying the verse number thirty-four. He said, Think not that I come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a soul. So now we we're gonna look eventually. I'm gonna show you what it means by the soul. The word of God. There are keys that Jesus has given us. Now, understand this. Then the fourth homiletic, under the, the text of Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret thing belongs to God. Those things which are revealed belong to us. Amen? Those things which are revealed belong to us. Now, then it deal with, number one, remember, it deal with the domain that Jesus said, I'm the door. Uh, I'm the door. Remember that. I'm going to come back to that. I'm the door. Not only is he the door, he, he is the big brother. Not only is he the big brother, he told you what daddy and mama, that daddy and mama said. He told you what we need to do. He told you uh, that it gave us divine argument. So the argument is over. We confess up. And then number four, here we find it in Deuteronomy 29, it, it deals with the inquisitiveness. Come here, come here. Come here. It deals with the inquisitiveness of skepticism. Well, what do you mean, Brother Phillips? Uh, there are too many of us that read scriptures and try to make it say what we wanted to say. We try to make it do what we wanted to do. There's a scripture that um, even me, when I was younger, I used to take it out of context. I used to hear other folks say it. For example, let me, let me for example, the inquisitiveness of, of, of God. We try to, we try to, um, have good sayings like uh, uh, praise that goes up, that should come down. That, 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 that's not in the Bible. <laughs> uh, 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 God is good all time. All time, God is good. That, 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 that's not in the Bible. So sometimes God ain't God ain't so good. God God get angry. <laughs> so so what are you talking about, brother? Okay, let, for example, let me give you a scripture for example, and then we we'll move on. Uh, how many of you been to funerals and the preacher or someone uh, doing uh, two minutes, uh, and as I know him, and do 50 minutes? Anyway, how many of you have heard someone say, uh, I look to the hill from which coming my help, my help coming from the love? In other words, how many of you have have a uh, inquisitiveness of thinking that you you have misinterpreted scripture. This is what we have. First of all, you know what I'm saying? God told Moses, tell them that they have misinterpreted who I am. That they, they need to be quick worried about who I am and do what I ask. God got the right to say, do what I say do and not as I do. Because I'm, I'm the present. <laughs> I can't say that. God can. He's the one. So now, okay, okay. You remember in um, in the scripture in uh, Psalms, turn to Psalms, uh, Psalms 121. Psalms 121. That, that was right, didn't. 
Boy, we, we read that scripture all the time. And I, I see it, I hear people talking about, uh, yes, Brother Philip, uh, the Bible says, in, in, uh, okay, let me, let, me, let me read to you and let me help you out, okay? Psalms 121, and the verse is number one. Know what the Bible says here. It says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. How many of us said that at funerals? How many heard preachers say that at funerals? But use it as that the summit here, the song is talking about the help came from the hills. But the help did not come from the hills. Let me read it again. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which comes my help. Now, in the original language, the writing should be is a question. In, a, in the original language, they, 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 when the transcript was written, they, they wrote it wrong. So you need to study and go back and find out uh, the knowledge, the advantage of the scriptural knowledge. So the scriptural knowledge here told me and showed me that this is the question. The question is, did my help come from the heel? <laughs> Let the Bible speak, Brother Philip. Did my help come from the heel? He, he's saying that I, 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 I did go to the heel. You remember in First Samuel uh, when he was uh, with the uh, Zedicites, that he was there with the Zedicites, and he was in the hill, and it was the uh, it was in the hill, and it was the uh, holding place, and he was hiding. But what did the Zedicites do? Okay, in First Samuel chapter twenty-three, give us the answer in verse number nineteen. I'm not gonna read it all, but read it for yourself. Verse nineteen. It says in verse nineteen, then came up the Zephonites to Saul to Gibeah. Saying, does not David hide himself with us in the stronghold in the wood, <laughs> in the hills? So David is reminiscing about when he was in the hills, and while he was in the hills, he was betrayed by the Zephonites. They told Saul where he was hiding. So when you look, uh, it says, in the hills, it said, which is on the south of Jerusalem. So here, and we don't have each story, and they told Saul what David was at. So now, so what David is doing in Psalms 121, in verse 1, he's asking the question, did my help come from the hill? I, 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 he said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hill. That's not the, the original translation. It should say, I look in the hills. For help. <laughs> Let the Bible speak, Brother Phillips. I looked in the hills for help. But then I found out that my help was not in the hills. My help coming from the Lord. <laughs> Let the Bible speak, Brother Phillips. Let the Bible speak. My help cometh from the Lord. So quit saying at the front of us, uh, we know I, I look I will look to the hills. My, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which comes my help. The question is, did my help come from the hills? Then David said, no, my help came from the Lord. That's the original language. That's the original text. That my help came from the Lord. Now, now let, me, let, me, let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. 
Okay, now, understand this. When David writes uh, in Deuteronomy 29, the secret things belong to God. Those things which are revealed belong to us. He's telling us God has revealed some things to us that we have advantage over other people that don't have. Because when you have the keys, <laughs> when you have the keys of life, you can get in. And so there, there, are, there are four uh, keys that of life that David, that we're learning, and Moses rather telling us, listen, that you need to understand how to use. That's why, that, that, uh, that's why Jesus said in the book of Matthew, right? Turn about Matthew 16 and 13. Everybody turn to Matthew 16 and 13. They go to the New Testament now. Let's bring some um, uh, application to this text. In Matthew 16, and the verse is number 13. Matthew 16 and 13. To bring some application to the text. Now, the Bible says, when Jesus came to the coast Caesarea of Philippi, now understand when Jesus came to coast Caesarea of Philippi is that Jesus and disciples were traveling, and they came to Caesar of, of Philippi. In other words, they came into a place of ancient worship where they had the God Pan, and the Pan God was the God of half man and half beast. And, and the disciples was all in awe looking around like, oh, man, Jesus, you seen this? Jesus, see that? Jesus, see what they got here? Jesus, see what you got here? So now, they studied the historicity of uh, the coast of Caesarea Philippi. Then he turned around and says, he asked the disciples saying, who do men say, I the son of man am? Okay, what, what advantage do you all have on him, what advantage, hold on just a minute, the alarm going off because of the, the storms. Hold it back. I'll be right back. Now, the, the advantage I have is that the alarm was on. <laughs> so here Jesus asked the disciples and said unto them, so who is the eye son of man am? What advantage you have? And, and they didn't have no, any more advantage than other, everybody else. Notice what the Bible says in verse 14. And he said unto them, some say unto him, John the Baptist, Elijah, other Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but whom say neither am. What advantage do you have on everybody else? These boys here admiring the gods of Pam and all the other gods and the god of facility and worshiping all these other gods. Simon Peter, notice now, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Wow. <laughs> look, look at the advantage. Peter, when Peter said that, it, uh, it was obvious that God had revealed some secrets. What did the Bible speak, brother? It was obvious God had revealed some secret. Because Jesus asked them, and all of them was messed up. Then Peter said, Thou the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thy son, but John, 
For flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. God revealed that to you. The sickest thing belongs to God. And God revealed that to you, Peter, that you can help other people. Understand now, the reason why I study so hard and preach the word of God and study the word of God is because it's my responsibility as a minister of God to teach you how to use the keys of life. Woo! How do you know? Because let me, let me show you how to tell you. All right, let me show you then. Flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou, Peter, upon this rock, I shall build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Peter said, Jesus and the church is going to have domain. It, it's going to be family. It's going to have a divine argument. And the inquisitiveness of skepticism, uh, I'm going to remove. How do you know? Because when you look at chapter 17, you, that's where you remove the inquisitiveness of skepticism. In, in verse 17, chapter 17, and verse 1. How do you know? Look what it says. And at the sixth day, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brothers, bringing them up to Mount High Park. Here is the mountain. And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his rainbow was white as the light. And behold, there appeared under Moses and Elijah talking about the man y'all Moses and Elijah. Moses wrote <laughs> Then after Peter, he he been in the he had been inquisitive about uh, and skepticism about Jesus, Jesus told him in chapter 16, upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Then over in chapter 17, let's see what happened. Verse 4, then Peter answered and said to him, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Peter should have stopped right there. If thou would, let us make it three tabernacles, one for Moses, <laughs> one for Elias. Why did yet speak? Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I will please. And when the disciples heard it, they fell to the face and was afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. So here we find uh, Jesus, God said, Listen, that's my son. That's my son. So what, what did your son say? Go back to verse number 19 of chapter 16. He said, and, I, and he told Peter, he said, notice that he told Peter, upon this rock, I'll be in my church. The gates of hell should not fail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Woo! <laughs> Let the Bible speak, Brother Philip. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bound on earth, shall be bound in heaven, which is that loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. In other words, God, Jesus is telling Peter and, uh, and the disciples, listen, I'm going to give y'all the keys, the advantage of scriptural knowledge. You're going to have the keys. You're going to have access to me. Now, the thing we need to understand is, is uh, we got to learn which key to use when. Now, I got several keys here. And the, the, these keys are designed for them. Uh, I got keys for the house. I got keys for uh, the garage. I got keys for the church building. I got keys that I don't even know where I got them for. <laughs> I got some of the keys here I don't even know where I got them for. I don't even remember. But I'm, I'm afraid to throw them away because I probably need them one day. So here, let me let me wrap this thing up now. Here, there are 
there are four keys that we learn how to use because we have scriptural knowledge. It gives us advantage in life. It should help us. Okay, there are four keys. Let, let, let me name them. Then I'll give you some um, exegesis. Number one, you got the key of his word. You got the key of his word. Number two, write these down. You have the key of prayer. We have the key of prayer. Number four, we have the key of giving. We have the key of giving. And then number four, we got the key of preaching. The key of preaching. So now here, I'm going to try my best to wrap it up. Uh, Y'all know, uh, Brother uh, Brother already told me I'm by myself, so I'm going to take a little bit more time I normally take. So now here, the keys of life, okay? The first key you need to understand is the key of the word, of his word. God has given us his word. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Everybody not turn the Bible to Hebrews chapter 4. And uh, let us begin reading. Let me, I'm going to read two verses because it saves some time. Hebrews chapter 4 and the verses 12 and 13. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. And we find these words written. For the word of God is quick. That means that it's alive. <laughs> can, can I give you all the first key? The key to life is that the word of God is alive. All this other stuff y'all been listening to is dead. Only God's word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divine of the son of the soul and the spirit and of the joint and the marrow, and is a designer of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. That's been a Christian. Give us advantage over everybody else. The word of God gives us advantage over everybody else. Read uh, verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. Because sick of the Lord. God knows everything. Sick of the Lord. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. In other words, God has given us the key. Jesus told Peter, Peter, I said, give you the key of the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom. So the first key is the word of God. The second key is the key of prayer, the key of prayer. And you remember the disciples asked Jesus, and write this down, Matthew 16, uh, verse 9 through 15, Luke 11, verse 1 through 13. I don't have time to do all that. But the key to prayer is <clears throat> two things. There are two targets about the key to prayer. Number one is forgiveness. Don't pray to God and then don't ask for forgiveness. Because you remember Jesus said there were two men who came to pray. One said, Lord, I'm glad I'm not like uh, Brother Phillips. I'm glad I'm not like Brother uh, Stevie Buck. I'm glad I'm not like Brother Preacher. Glad I'm not like this this sinner right here. Isn't that, wasn't that bold? And a lot of us live our lives like that. We don't know how to use the key of God. And the Bible says that God said, Jesus was told him to say, now, Jesus said, listen, God accepted the sinner because the sinner patted himself on the heart on his chest and said, oh, Lord, forgive me. So the key to prayer is, uh, number one, is forgiveness. Number two, uh, persistency. 
You, you remember in Luke 11, the Bible said there was a man that came, uh, had a friend, and he had a friend. <laughs> and the friend came to his house late at night. He didn't have anything to eat. Bible says, let me go over to my other friend's house, and I'm going to go to my friend's house and get some bread, give me three loaves of bread, and I can feed my friend. And the Bible says, knock on the door, and the friend said, hey, baby, the baby sleep. Knock on the door again, and hey, didn't I tell you we sleep? Hey, to wake the child up. Man, hey, man, I got a friend. I heard what you said, but I'm, I'm sick. Bible said, woo. He was so persistent. The man got up and had to take five, six loaves of bread. Now, that's, that's, I had that too. <laughs> take these three loaves of bread. And go on. And the Bible teaches us that prayer works. You be consistent to prayer. Be consistent. Then uh, the, the third key is giving. The third key is giving. You got to know how to give. If you want to receive, you got to know how to give. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, Luke, Luke chapter 6, verse 37 and 38. Now I'm going to read it. It's quoted, uh, and you can read it for yourself. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus told us, uh, give, good name, press down, write it over. If, if you give, oh, okay, okay. Uh, let, let me read it then, y'all. Y'all look at me. But Luke chapter, everybody not telling about it, Luke chapter 6, and the verse is, Number seven, and the verse is number seven, 37, rather, verse 37, and verse number uh, 38. Look at verse number 37. Judge not. So in other words, here is talking about giving. First thing, judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Then in verse number 38 says, Give, and it shall be given you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet, wherewith it shall be measured unto you. So so giving is how you give. God expects, listen, a lot of people understand this, but when you read, Galatians chapter 6, uh, when the Bible says, uh, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Back up, it's talking about the word of God being given to you, preaching the word of God. He, he's talking about uh, sharing with the preacher. Read it for yourself. Whatever you sow in the word of God, whatever you give to the man of God, the preachers of God, Back up and read those other verses in Galatians chapter 6. It's talking about sharing. In other words, he that teaches you, you ought to give. You, you're a student. You receive something from him. <clears throat> give to him. That teaches to you. So, and it deals with individuality. In other words, the husband has to give. You, you can't receive for your wife. The wife cannot receive for her husband. The children can, hello. So you got to have your own key. That's why everybody at the house has their own key. Okay? So they give, and it shall be given you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give in your bosom. In your bosom. Individuality. If you, God, that's why the husband has to stand before himself and the wife got to stand before themselves when they stand before God's judgment because there will be not no given a marriage in heaven. We all will be married to Christ. We all bought the body of Christ. 
And then last, 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 preaching. Preaching. The key to preaching. Uh, let me show you. Turn your Bible now. And I, I'm going I'm to deal with I got to deal with this a little bit long. The key to preaching. Everybody turn to the book of James. James chapter 4. James chapter 4, verse 13 through 17. Now here James is the brother of Jesus dealing with preaching. You know, James had an issue with his brother as well. You know, he said, Jesus, you be you preaching now. You let go over there and, and show them people and heal them. And Jesus said, Man, the secret thing belongs to God. Those things revealed belongs to us. Let me do my job. Let me be who I am, uh, brother. And, and oftentimes, uh, brothers uh, and members and friends will try to tell you how to run your life. But you will not get the advantage, the word of God. Okay, look at, look at James chapter 4. So James deal with, I'm going to read verse 17 and back up to verse number 13, give an application, okay? James says in verse 17 of chapter 4, of James chapter 4, verse 17, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. So here we understand the advantage of scriptural knowledge. Number one, there is an advantage of scriptural knowledge. Come here, come here, let me tell you something. There's also a disadvantage of knowing. It had been better that you not know and to know God's word and don't obey it. That's why if you back up to verse number uh, 13, James said he addresses the rejoicing and, and, and boasting of Ebal. He says, they're boasting because you know they think they they've been blessed and they think that God has given them and, and see every blessing come here come here every blessing don't come from God God allowed the devil to get what did the devil told Jesus three things and 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 read it for yourself in Matthew I ain't have time to read that but let's go back to uh, James chapter four verse thirteen he addresses his, his heroes he says go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Okay, who, who told you that? Where, where that come from? Who, how you know? That, that's it. In other words, what belongs to God belongs to God. You belongs to God. He said, where as he know not shall be on tomorrow or tomorrow. For what is your life? The, the issue about Preaching, listen to the word of God, is to hear what is your life. That's the purpose of you coming to Bible study, time to school, worship service, is to learn what is your life. How to use the keys of life. It is even a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanish away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord's will, we shall live, we shall do this or that. So here we understand there's uh, a, uh, a duality here, which is we must learn, number one, listen, come here, number one, we learn, James is telling us that we must learn to include God in our plan. Number one, the target is include God in your plans. So the advantage of scriptural knowledge is that you know how to include God in your plan. Because the Bible tells us how we ought to live, how we ought to walk, how we ought to 
uh, uh, give, how we ought to pray, how, how we ought to listen to the word of God, then it tells us also how, that we shouldn't omit God out of our plan. So here James deal with two things. He deal with number one in the he said, piece of epistemology. He deal with number one, he deal with you must learn to include God in everything. Number two, don't omit God from nothing because the secret thing belongs to God. Understand this. Understand this. The advantage of scriptural knowledge. Okay, let me give you three bullets. I got plenty of time. I ain't got to rush tonight. Let me give you three bullets. The first bullet is the mystery of life. What God's scripture helped us with. I heard some folks dealing with, uh, they wish I hadn't been born, been going to live and die and go to hell. Father God sent us through all this stuff because of, uh, it, because of the mystery of life. See, Deuteronomy tell us, that's not for you to know, that the advantage of is the mystery of life. Number one is that there are questions in our lives that we can never answer. Remember that. There are things in your life that you'll never answer. And the advantage of scriptural knowledge lets you know that you don't push to answer everything. God got you. You walk by faith and not by sight. Number two, there are things in our lives we cannot never explain. There are things we can never explain. There are things that we can never change. There are things in our lives that we cannot control. There are things in life that we can't even stop. There are things in our lives that we must understand. There are things in our lives that we are not responsible for. I'm not responsible for everybody. I'm only responsible when I stand before God at the judgment. I'm responsible for Clay, Dudley, Philip. I'm responsible for me. Now, but if you're a minister of the gospel, you're responsible for your congregation. That's what James also says. If you look at James chapter 3, let's back up to James chapter 3. In verse number one, brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. As a preacher, the advantage of the scriptural knowledge is to know that there's something you cannot question, you cannot, uh, you cannot answer, you cannot change. You uh, not the question which cannot answer, cannot question, you cannot change, you cannot control, you cannot stop, that you're not responsible for, that you cannot exceed. You can't, you can't go beyond God. And then there are, uh, there are keys to life that we must understand. In other words, there are limitations in our lives. There are, there are some things that we know that we are responsible for. There are some things we are not responsible for. And there are some things you, uh, uh, you cannot do. And hello, you cannot do. And then last but not least, let God be God. And this, this, is, this, is, this is where preaching helped us understand. This is where the word of God helped us understand. Let God be God. David had to understand that. David had to realize that. He said, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin. My mother conceived me. He didn't say he was born in sin. He's saying, I was shaping as a if I'm a screwdriver, I'm a, if this, I'm a little screw. If I'm a hammer, I'm a nail. If I'm a uh, plies, I'm a user. I was born to be who I am. Understand, you all, understand this, that I've come to the point 
that to let God be God. And Clay Lee, you be Clay Lee. The secret thing belongs to God. Those things which are revealed belong to us. There are things only God can do. There are things only God knows. There are things only God understands. There are things only God can explain. And when we get to heaven, we'll know as we not know. We'll know each other. We'll know that we, God, even in heaven, we're not going to know everything because it's not for us to know everything. And the thing that we need to understand, I had to learn, but the butler, I'm going to tell you, I had to learn. I had to grow up to the point where I had to start saying to church members, I don't know. Tell <laughs> me all kind of questions. I don't know. Boy, that I do know. Uh, I will share with you the word of God. Listen, be mindful. Be diligent. Remember this, that God knows everything. The secret thing belongs to God. Those things which revealed belong to us. You must hear the gospel. That's what you need to hear, the gospel. You, you need to understand the gospel is the death and burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter 15. Study it for yourself. Study it for yourself. The gospel is the death and burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus died for us. Don't crucify him afresh. Must hear the gospel. Believe the gospel. Faith come out hearing and hearing by the word of God. You must repent of your sins. And there are two kinds of repentance. There's a repentance that turn. Uh, that we must turn from evil. And then there's a repentance that we must turn to God. So there's, there's two kinds of repentance that's found in, uh, if we look at Hebrews chapter 9, we're talking about the two kinds of repentance. And then we must confess. <laughs> this is what the advantage of scriptural knowledge does. <clears throat> it helps us to understand that I can't not I can't stop this happening from being great. I was uh, putting a dying in a little while. I didn't know putting a dying around there. It can put it good. But I got tired of that. Because dying in my head not going to help the soul. Ooh, it's about the space, brother, fellow. You must hear, believe, repent, confess, and then be baptized. Be baptized in the Christ. The Bible talk about three baptisms. Water baptism, baptism of repentance, and the baptism of fire. You don't want that. You don't want the baptism of fire. That's revelation. Baptism of fire. In the lake of fire. We're baptized in the water because uh, it is the baptism that we take communion. Those things you need to learn and appreciate and because and thank your minister, your preacher. You need to call him up today. The preacher, I thank you for giving us the advantage, scriptural knowledge. I'm your speaker, Brother Clay Phillips. Remember this. Keep it real. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. hurting all alone. I 
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific need. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. This is a program reminder. Stevie B's Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. And the website is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. On Tuesday evening, the second, the third, and the fourth Tuesday of the month, we're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio entitled What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. And on the second Tuesday of the month, that show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be making their proclamation of the gospel of Christ on that show. We also have the Community Corner segment for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community. I also have uh, two co-hosts on that show, Lou Gilbert. He serves as the evangelist for the Oakbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And Isom Mullins, he serves with the Church of Christ here in Cary, North Carolina. Then on the third Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. My co-host out there in Therica Lane, she's a board-certified obstetricianist and gynecologist, and she serves with the Great Road Church of Christ in Cincinnati, Ohio. She'll be hosting her show, Conversations with Dr. Lane. And on the fourth Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. My co-host, Kelly Fletcher, she serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ in Indianapolis, Indiana. And she'll be hosting the Kelly Fletcher Show. And then on Thursday evening, each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll be hosting the Gospel Light Radio Show, and I have seven co-hosts on this show, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Steve Cordo from the state of Illinois, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Courtney Brothers from the state of Illinois, and Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey. And on this show, each uh, two of my co-hosts will be on the air each week, and they'll be presenting their lessons from the Word of God. And we also have a question from my social media platform on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook called Shout It Up. I'll be posting to one of my co-hosts on that live show. We did not have a question on the show tonight. And on Friday night, I'm hosting a live show from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm hosting the live show, Stevie B. Acapella Gospel Music Blast, and this show is a 2022 recipient for the Macama National Academy of Christian Acapella Music Artists Award for Outstanding Achievement and Record or Radio. On this show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, the Sweet Sounds of Voices, and we're also interviewing artists, producers, and we're also debuting new music and featuring old music on that broadcast as well. And every third Friday of the month, we have the Top 20 Countdown Show. And we have on-demand episodes there of a variety of musical platforms that you can listen to these shows. If you can't catch the live shows, just go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few. 
wherever you're getting your favorite podcast from. And also the recorded versions, uh, uh, just search for Streaming Beat Media Production when you're searching for these podcasts. I'm also doing recorded version shows. These shows were um, album debuts mostly on Blog Talk Radio. And you can catch these shows on iHeartRadio, Deezer, and Amazon Music. And just search for Stevie B recorded version shows. These shows are done in beta hi-fi, and the sound quality is excellent. I think you really enjoyed hearing from those recorded version shows. We also want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you want to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in the study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
listening to the gospel length radio show ladies and gentlemen that is our show i want to thank my thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of god's word i want to thank my co-host clay phillips for that fine lesson he always does a great job he's one of those preachers that you can tell he just loves preaching the gospel of jesus christ and i just really enjoy listening to him so we certainly appreciate his efforts on the show this evening and it is our prayer ladies and gentlemen that the things that were taught on this program have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in this radio broadcast but you've given yourself over to a study of god's word so until we meet again i pray god's continued blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real real good you've been listening to the gospel light radio show on behalf of my co-host here on the Gospel Light Radio Show, we really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host, Stephen R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. I don't know why my storm seems so tough at times. And I don't even know why I feel I'm losing my mind. And yet I know he's always there. I know he'll always care for me and more I know he'll always comfort me I don't have
Everybody at the 